0: Podcast is part of the sports social podcast network. Hello and welcome to another episode of Zero Ducks Given.
1: <laughs> Should I not do that with my arm next time?
0: <laughs> you can't yet yeah, don't punch, don't punch the air in celebration every time I enjoy the podcast because I'm gonna start okay. laughing. I'll do it I'll do a tin <laughs> Hemman fist pump next time we were, we're we were professional broadcasters we shouldn't be delighted that we got through the first sentence of a podcast and celebrate we were it's been a it's
1: been a difficult day sorry hello Just and welcome <laughs> do, it, do it do that again but, you would go really well there go go for it yeah okay. come on Ch-boom. okay okay i felt good then i felt good
0: Hello and welcome to another episode of Zero Ducks Given, a cricket podcast which takes a serious and analytical viewpoint on everybody's favourite game.
1: Daniel, lovely to see you. How are you, I'm, I'm absolutely fantastic, thank you. I've had a very sombre, interesting, fascinating, bewildering, bewilderating, bewilderating. Yes, look, okay, look, I'll, I'll come clean. It's been quite the day. I'm not sure I've seen anything quite like that before. And then I've gone off to celebrate it with my darling wife, Catherine, who is still with me in Birmingham. I'm still in my hotel room here in Birmingham because my house is being done up. Regular listeners of zero ducks will know this and I can't go into it, even though my builder, Paul is a lovely man, but he does mean he does, what he does is he destroys my house to bring it back to life. A little bit like Brendan McCullum, mm. uh, he, he's playing baz ball with my walls at the moment. And uh, everything As opposed to baz wall with your balls, which is a very different that, game. That would That would be extremely different. Uh, and I'm glad, gladly he's not doing that. But what he is doing is he's making it basically impossible that I can live in my own house at the moment. Uh, so Catherine and I are on a bit of a road trip. We're starting in Birmingham for the last five days. And then we're going to go to Morton in Marsh tomorrow. I don't know why. It just, I liked the idea of a place with two hyphens in it. And there are antique shops there. And one of the great things that happened to me this week is that I might have worked my way onto Antiques Road Trip, Celebrity Antiques Road Trip, Whoa. via Charlie Ross and the magnificent Christina Trevannion and, and if I can pull it off, it'll be the greatest achievement of my life. In other news... England scored 378 for three in a test match. Uh, And that is a bit odd. With two people ending up on unbeaten centuries, that's the first time that's ever happened. I'll tell you what, Toby, can I give you a -a statagon view of what has happened in the last five days? I would love nothing more. Okay, so bear in mind that I wrote this a bit earlier using capital letters and now, the words are swimming ever so slightly in front of my eyes. But what I've got is Bairstow, 600s in his last eight tests. What? What? <laughs> <laughs> what? 600s? Yes, it says that. All of them into a 2022. He's, he's currently got 994 runs in this calendar year. We're in July. Three tests against South Africa. Three tests against Pakistan. Quite nice pitches, eh? This is the most number of centuries by number five or lower ever in the history of test cricket in a calendar year. Michael Clark got five in 2013. Joe Root, 1100s in 24 tests since 2021. He scored 2,635 runs since the 1st of January. <laughs> At that point, he had... 17 Test 100s, and Virat Kohli had 27. Move on, 18 months, and he has 28 Test 100s, and Virat Kohli has 27. Absolutely bizarre. Uh, What else have I got? In his last five knocks, Johnny Bairstow scored 589 runs at 196 per innings. That's, That's his current average. What, 578
0: balls, by the way.
1: Correct. 614 at 102.33 this summer. Uh, we, what we're talking about here, sorry, I've, I've basically thrown a load of ponderous numbers at our listeners. What's happened is something completely bizarre and utterly extraordinary. And it's not just Root and Bairstow. It's a speed at which England went. That was the fastest 100 partnership in the history of men's test cricket between Alex Lee's And Zach Crawley. Alex Lees looked like a kind of pound shop Dom Sibley during the West Indies, quite frankly. Left-handed, albeit going slowly, ponderously, going nowhere. We all knew he was better than that. Zach Crawley, we've talked about his issues. They put on 107 in, what was it, 18 overs? Something utterly ludicrous. That whole chase has got a book to be written about it. Three wickets go down for two runs and then a partnership of 269 for the fourth wicket at about five and a bit and over. I mean, oh, what are you supposed to say? I mean, if you're Indian right now, what do what you actually, what do you say? Are you angry with your team or, or what? I mean, I, 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 it, I, England doesn't experience anything like that since... Greenwich at Lords in 1984. It it was preposterous. And there are reasons for it, Toby. And I guess we'll come on to those reasons. Well, but the we raw we've facts touched on, are insane.
0: We, I, I, everything you've said is bang on. I mean, it's very hard to argue with statistics and facts. That's but, why I use it. <laughs> although, although politicians have tried a lot in the last five years or so. But um it it's it, it is absolutely insane because. <sighs> It's 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 kind of more than numbers can explain because there are factors. The pitches are flat, the balls are crap, and have to get changed every few overs. Yada 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 yada. Whatever. It's this isn't just this, this isn't just a team suddenly deciding to give it a biff. This is breaking all sorts of records along the way, regardless of statistics. It's it's not it's not sneaking past records. It's it's basically. Tearing up the record book and wiping its ass with it is probably the best way I can describe it. I mean, it's it's ridiculous what they're doing. But also, it's not even as simple as Alex Lees is an unrecognizable batsman, like you mentioned there, and is playing all these attacking shots. But weirdly, Baz McCollum has sent them out there so clear-headed, and Ben Stokes has sent them out there so clear-headed, that Zach Crawley kind of went the other way. Yeah. And he started leaving the ball really well. And he started actually picking his moments to play attacking shots. It deserves so much praise. I know it's getting so much praise, but it almost deserves more praise than it's getting. It's not as simple as these guys are just attacking. Johnny Best, those last few centuries have been ridiculous, but they've almost been T20 innings. But this was a measured attacking Mm -hmm. innings. Joe Root not really batting too differently than he has been for the last 18 months. He's always been very and rotating the strike. Okay, he's now occasionally flicking over the slips heads for six, which is a new shot he's added the last few months. But it's it's not as simple as these, oh, these guys are playing white ball cricket. No. They're playing fearless, intelligent cricket. It's I, I can't really believe what I'm witnessing here because, I mean, I'll tell you what, you said you don't know what India will be thinking tonight. I'll tell you what India will be thinking tonight. Fucking hell! We should have played at Old Trafford last year when we had the chance. Why did we all cry off and go and play IPL? <laughs> well, <laughs> we would have, we would have won this test for the series three one. But it's not as simple as oh well, they're just playing white ball cricket. Is they're all going out there and playing
1: smart cricket. It's just very attacking as well. I I think so. I think as, as, as curiously, except perhaps the captain, but maybe, yes. but maybe the maybe the way the captain is playing. Is inducing everyone else to play their best versions of themselves. It so has to it, be a in, message. In which case, the way Ben Stokes, do you know is what playing, I mean, it has to be a message to the team. It, well, it sort of has to be, and and therefore maybe it's it's a sacrificial message. I don't know. There's, we're going to spend ages analysing this over the course mm. of the next, however long it lasts. Let's be honest, because yeah, anybody who looks at the way Ben Stokes constructs and thinks that he's one of the most. Uh, technically gifted batters that England have. His his defensive technique is superb. Um, Seeing him charged down the pitch (laughs) off off his third or fourth ball, you can only presume is part of a process of mesmerism that has been going on that has made these players believe that they're going to be the greatest thing they can possibly be and that Ben Stokes, in a Christ-like act of, of sacrificial... Uh, madness, (laughs) is showing them how to repent of their sins. Repent of your sins, Johnny Bairstow, by defending the full ball and thwacking every other ball. You know, Alex Lee's repent of your sins by unleashing your inner you. When you were at Yorkshire, when you were young, you were uh, striking at 65, 70 runs per 100 balls. What happened to you? Why did you become this person who was trying to prove that you can be with the big boys you're better than that you can smack the ball to all parts jack leach hitting two fours of his first two balls the other day it's headingly. me it's crazy jack leach turning the ball way more than jadeja you know he was asked to turn the ball in that third innings and he's ripped the ball into the rough now maybe the pitch has helped him who knows maybe the ball at that point helped him. These balls are so capricious, it's very hard. It could have been a perfect storm, it could have been that everything has gone completely right for the players. But I just tell you my perspective as a commentator when you have watched as much cricket and have talked as much cricket as I have, maybe I'm lazy. Maybe, like, looking at how the whole past of cricket has always worked has made me think that what I'm about to see should be like that and if it isn't like that then somebody's doing something wrong there might be a bit of that in it but i've genuinely felt like i haven't known what to say to people while commentating these games i haven't i haven't known i, I don't think I, I don't think i have any expertise anymore toby i feel like i'm on a journey with everybody else and you're going to have to put up with me listening to it <laughs> on TMS, trying to work it out as we go along, because it's fantastic it's bewildering, it's magnificent it's it's just not like anything else there's ever been and it's it's almost like some kind of wellness brain thing going on, and unless you're experiencing it, then you can't really understand it and we're not experiencing it, the players are my one issue with it is this, i thought about it quite a lot tonight Every player I've spoken to in that camp is loving their cricket. They're loving everything about it. They're transformed from the 39, nearly 40 year old Jimmy Anderson down to you know Zach Crawley and Potts. And they're all wide eyed with the astonishing wonder of it all. Stokes, Bairstow, Bairstow. What did he say today? He said it's great crack. It's just good fun. I've never heard. <laughs> I've never heard Bairstow being so like that. It's just good fun. (laughs) Mm, You know, Yeah, my issue is that at some point the history of cricket tells you you can't pick the same 11 players every game and somebody's going to get dropped. And what's it going to be like leaving that place? It's like Love Island. It's like only like good Love Island. It's like happy Love Island if you can imagine such a thing. Positive Love. If Baz McCullum did Love Island what would Love Island look like? Probably be untransmittable. Because everyone would just be getting on and having sex, and it'd be great. <laughs> that's, that's I've, to I've never
0: watched Love Island, but from what I gather, they're all getting on and having sex anyway. To yeah, but they're largely but... Being
1: unpleasant to each other at the same time. Oh, well, whereas okay, in, right. whereas in this? Everyone's just on the same page, and can you imagine being sent off? That's um, that. It, that would be that would be so hurtful because it's so wonderful being
0: in Basworld. The fact is, and it almost doesn't bear thinking about at the moment, is England complete another stupid run chase? Um, and and But there's so many unknowns here because we don't know what England are like now setting a fourth innings total. We're yet to see what they're like batting in a third innings. We've got absolutely no idea. Um, we don't know what they're like when the ball is ragging sideways and, and veering up off a length and seeming seeming people in half. There's lots of variables and unknowns out there. And we don't know what happens when a player consistently is out of form. Because Brendan McCollum, rightly, I thought he spoke beautifully about Zach Crawley after the last test the other day against New Zealand, where he said, I can't ask these guys to go out and play positively and express themselves and then drop them when it doesn't go well. He says, I'll give them all the support they need. That's fair enough. And I completely agree. He can't if you're averaging 15 over 10 tests, then you're going to get dropped. And then, like you say, heartbreaking for the person that goes out, the person that comes in is going to be in an environment they've probably never seen anything like that. There's loads and loads and loads of variables that will only get answered over time. And there will be times where Basel goes terribly, terribly wrong and it's probably going to happen. I think South Africa will probably be all right, but, you know,
1: Pakistan away will be very, very interesting. Pakistan away will be very interesting because... Those, those pitches, they do not deteriorate. So England at the moment, their tactic has basically been to score shitloads of runs in half the time of someone else. They beat New Zealand me in 122.1 overs when New Zealand faced 222 overs, right? So they basically go nearly twice the speed here against India. And this was a Rishabh punt India. They've still massively outscored India, in terms of runs per over. They're going at a one-day speed. When you get to Pakistan, and it's I, actually, at the time of year they're there, it is the winter, so it won't be too hot. But the pitches there are absolutely flat. Not batting time is going to be quite interesting. <laughs> I, I suppose England might score 800, 900. They could get 500 in a day. The way, the way they're currently going... They could get 500 in a day. And I think they'll get 500 in a day before they get 500 in an ODI innings. Because the the, the wondrous freedom of their approach is so evident to see. And it's not just in though I mean, actually in Root as well. Root was superb throughout 2021. But this is a even a different kind of Root. I mean, the, the, re, the reverse ramp flicky things are just for fun, aren't they? I mean, this yeah. is be the best version of yourself. And what Brendan McCullum is saying is, I think, and I believe this to be true, that he basically had two or three years at the end of his career when he really was able to express himself. And I think he's, ex- he's telling these guys, you know, I really, really enjoyed the last couple of years of my cricketing career. Why don't you? Why don't you just be the best vision of yourself? Before that I played test cricket and then I sort of I went whack, whack, whack. And, and it made me feel pretty good. So
0: the Villiers was similar. You know, De Villiers was realized maybe too late in his career that, Oh, I'm really good at spanking the red ball around the place yeah. as well. You don't have to leave everything alone outside of stuff. Um, what are, this is all looking into the future. Now we have to go mystic Meg on this, but, um, What are we witnessing here, Daniel Norcross, in terms of are we witnessing a team with a brand new coach and a brand new captain riding a crest of a wave in conditions that couldn't be more favourable? Or are we witnessing something that we witnessed a few years ago with the England white ball team, the revolution of test cricket as we know it? And in a few years' time, is every single team going to be copying the blueprint that England are doing right now? Is 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 it as big as that? Because the records they're breaking would suggest it is. I mean, don't forget, England chased for three hundred eighty-seven today. Did they? they? What were they going to chase today? I mean, the way they were going, how were Root and Bear getting out? Were they chasing six hundred today? <laughs> well, would they, would they have chased five fifty today? No, we will never know. But I mean, it was obscene. It was obscene. So, what are we witnessing? It right was, that it was Is it? Is it the perfect conditions and the perfect factors at the perfect time? Or are we watching the future of Test cricket?
1: I think we're watching a bit of both. the fir- The first part of that is that actually India didn't didn't use good cricket smarts in their third innings, and that, New Zealand didn't do it either. England were always going to come hard, and this is a new ball ball. Right, the, I'll give you another stat: this shit Duke's ball, by the way, in the first thirty overs takes wickets at twenty, an average of 28, which is actually down on the supposedly better Dukes ball. From over 31 to 80, it goes at 58, which is way, way, way above what it used to be. 32, 33 was the average. And if you take out India's pretty disastrous third innings, and it was dreadful, um, it's actually 66. So that is what you're dealing with here. There's a there's a ball problem. We do have a ball... Uh, we have a genuine ball problem. These, these balls will be replaced with better balls and normality will come back, a certain degree of normality. But, but, it's a big but, the way you're going to play, if that normality returns, is it going to make a significant difference to the outcomes of these games? Yes. Some of them, they'll lose dreadfully. Some of them, they'll win magnificently because they're basically trusting a little bit more to luck by playing the way that they do play. They're not using smarts the whole time. Well, maybe they'll develop those smarts. If you look at the way the one-day team developed, they began by going all-out crazy. and We know about Brendan McCullum's influence on that from the 2015 New Zealand side. And it changed the way England play one-day cricket. They went hard and they got bowled out for small totals. That Inevitably, if you play like this, it will happen at some point that matches will be lost and they'll be lost terribly badly. But it's going to be such a better way, isn't it, of playing your cricket than poor old Dominic Sibley, Rory Burns, have lived their careers playing for England doing it the normal way and not chasing 275 in 75 overs at Lords. 275
0: <laughs> in 75 overs. <laughs> 378 in 77. I mean, are you crazy? We'd, we'd be doing that in a session and a half under Bas We'd
1: do it without a new ball. And, you know, that was it. it. India's problem. That'll be other teams' issues in other games. They'll look at England and they'll think, we've actually got to set at least two new balls. And that'll change the way they think. But you know, Jasper Bumrah and Rahul Javid don't think that Indian cricket has got it wrong. They think English cricket is doing it the way they're doing it. They're not going to change for, well, maybe ever. But if, I suppose, if the England approach works, then they'll be forced to think. But they won't be thinking now. They won't be thinking for the next year. They'll be saying, well, if we got one more wicket, if we'd Executed our skills a bit better, if we captained a bit better, if we used Jadeja a bit better.
0: They, they dropped Johnny Bearstow as well, which is
1: probably the game as don't, well. Do, yeah, don't well. do that. Don't drop Johnny yeah. Best at the moment. <laughs> yeah. You know, um, so there's all that. There's all that.
0: it's it, it's it's fascinating, isn't it? Because it has only been four games, but it just it's been so off the scale and unlike anything we've ever seen before that I guess hyperbole is flying around, but I saw a sort of hypothetical question flying around on Twitter the other day, which is, it, it's the perfect team for McCullum to do this with because England have been awful. They've won one of the last 17 tests. The top order, we've been chopping and changing. None of them can really buy a run, let's be honest. If Alistair Cook was batting in this England team right now, averaging 45 yep. with... 20-whatever-hundreds under his belt and his career and his... Surely Brendan McCullum doesn't ask him to be more positive. Is it because (laughs) they've got players that can't do any worse in a way that he's telling him to play like this? Surely he wouldn't start tampering with players if they were already world-class. Because Joe Root hasn't changed that much. He was already a very positive player. Well, maybe
1: the ECB just made a really good appointment in Brendan McCullum. They looked at The resources they had, and they thought this is the man to do it. I mean, Gary Kirsten scored some of the most boring hundreds the world has ever seen, and it was between him and Gary Kirsten who was going to be coach. And when you look at what we got now, you sort of think maybe, maybe ECB got that right. You know, it's not fashionable to applaud the ECB, but maybe they read the room, they had a look, they thought. You know, we've got the most extraordinary white ball team that England has ever produced. Not the world. I mean, Australia in the early part of the 2000s were fantastic with the white ball. But this is a bizarre England white ball team. They're superb at both 2020 and 50 over cricket. How can we have such a bad test team? And then Brendan McCullum's has come in and said, well, yeah, indeed. How have you got such a bad test team? Why don't you just use... The best things of your white ball team, which is why you know you could see people clamouring for Joss Butler to open the batting, uh, or at least get in the side. He's tweeted tonight, you know, he, he, how much he, he loved England winning. You can imagine that those players are saying, "Joss, this is just the best bloody team to play in you've ever seen in your life." We might be seeing an extraordinary revolution in which teams pick their most dynamic and remarkable cricketers to play in the test format. How long that'll last? I don't know.
0: <laughs> I, I, it's, England, there's so many it works, unknowns. It works in England, in look, Toby, it, if, if England, by the way, get absolutely rolled over by South Africa, this whole excitement around basketball might come crashing down very, very quickly. There's a couple of things I want to pick up on that. First of all, the rumors that have gone around in the cricketing world are that Gary Kirsten and McCullum were the two final names being put forward for this role. And it was the interviews that really changed their mind. I want to know what McCullum said he was going to do. Just look, lads, uh, basically, Ben Soaks is going to charge down the wicket every single ball. I'm going to turn Alex Leeds into Chris Gale. And, uh, <laughs> we'll probably just chase like 400 in like 50 overs if that's okay with you. And they what and a load of blokes, stuffy blokes in suits at the ECB went, sounds excellent, Brendan, you've got the job. I'd love to know, I'd love to be a fly on the wall for that. The other thing I want to ask you is, you know, that I was watching India Bowl at England and I, I didn't quite know what to make of it because I was going, hang on, this isn't test cricket as I know it. You know, I've seen lots of white ball cricket over the years and it's been insane and it's unrecognisable. But I watched... Takur, run in and just bowl length because in cricket in test cricket, you run in and you bowl length, you bowl top of off stump and you try and snick a bloke off. And yet he was getting reverse ramps. He was getting spanked 360 degrees around the park. And I was going, if this, if you were in colored clothing with a white ball in your hand, Takur, nobody in, in limited overs cricket runs in and bowls two balls on the same length anymore. He would have bowled slower balls. Yorkers, bouncers, yep. cutters, slower ball bouncers. But it's a really good we're point. so ingrained. A red ball and a white shirt, Shammy ran in and bowled length. Takur ran in and bowled length. And Bearstone and Root weren't batting like normal test batsmen. And I just think the Indian bowlers almost refused to believe that top of off stump with a red ball in white clothing wouldn't work. So it, the, the potential repercussions of this are fascinating. The teams have to start picking their best limited-over bowlers to bowl at England's limited-overs batsmen? I genuinely mm. don't know. Do England pick Butler and Mowing Alley? I, I genuinely don't know, but it's fucking entertaining.
1: It is. I mean, I think, actually, they've got pretty good white ball bowling line-up there with Siraj, Bumrah, Shami, Taku. And it's just that they didn't adjust to the match. They, they thought they were playing test cricket when really what they were playing was one-day cricket. And... They used Jadeja badly. You know, we saw the turn that Jack Leach managed to get and uh, Jadeja didn't get that because he bowled remorselessly negatively onto, you know, outside the right hand's leg stump. If they were going to do that, they should have done that right from the beginning and allowed their seamers to come in from the more dangerous end, the pavilion end. There was a bit of lift. There was a bit of something happening at that. end. Siraj had it in the first over of today there was no clarity of thought to the way the Indians actually put together their strategy. And that's partly because Jasper Bunra is captain in his first game and partly because they've got no idea what's happening. They played England last year for four test matches and Sibley and Burns are opening the batting and Hamid. You know, And I love them both. I love all of them. You know, genuinely love all of them. Great, great cricketers. Then they've got Alex Lees, who they think is exactly the same cricketer, charging down the bloody wicket at them, so it, it scrambles their brains. It scrambles their plans. They don't really know what they're doing because players are playing differently from the way that all the databases. So that they are now the databases will change, won't they? Because if we continue to do this, then people will start to develop plans for it. It's a bit, a little bit like the nuclear arms race, and. Uh, it's a bit like actually also the 1880s and 1890s where bowlers got on top, then batters got on top, batters got massively on top, and then the bowlers worked out why the batters were on top. So I don't, you know, there, there's never any way to win cricket. You can't do it. But you can have an enormous amount of fun completely revolutionising it. And what does happen is that we get to watch unbelievable games. I mean, I mean, really... The last four games have had extraordinary run chase victories played out in front of nearly packed crowds, and not a single person has paid a penny to watch it. At Lords, it was because Root got there just before the fifteen over thing happened, so we got full refund. And in the last three games, everyone's got in there free. And how brilliant is that? I mean, and also I love the touch that
0: Edgbaston said. Look, we'll give away free tickets if you're feeling generous and want to donate to the Bob Willis Fund, then and be our guest. So it was. It's been beautiful. It's been. It's been the summer that if you had told me watching those guys slump off the pitch. In the West Indies. <laughs> if you told me that this was the summer we had around the corner, I would have. I would have told you that you've, you've you're smoking something that uh, that you shouldn't be. I mean, it's just been. I'm
1: about to such an entertain,
0: <laughs> such an entertaining. It's been it's been ridiculous. Um, I've just realised, Daniel, because we, we actually we've flown by there. But um, before we say our goodbyes, a few things. First of all, at no point have we mentioned Stephen Finn. <laughs> oh yeah, Finny. Where is Finny? So Finny is uh. Well, we we normally record on a Monday night, but because we didn't know how the test was gonna go, um, it went to day five, which meant we we're recording on a Tuesday night. And Finney said, I'll be honest, I'm I'm out on the lash. So I I I won't be joining you. I can't. Um which actually, you know, uh, I think we've learned tonight how unimportant to the podcast
1: Finney is, actually. I think this has been yeah, excellent. Good point. Yeah. Been, you know, really do. If I mean, anything, what would he have added, down. really, other than sort of being just... a bit miserable about how he didn't live during Basball? Oh, yeah. I, ex- I wish I'd had the opportunity to feel good about myself. But unfortunately, oh, I got dropped no. halfway
0: through an Ashes series mm. and now I'm bitter about Basble. Yeah.
1: He's basically the Carl Pilkington of this podcast, isn't he? this is
0: fun normally I'm too afraid to lay into Finny because he scares me I know he's not here when he's not not here here. he's He's excellent (laughs) Finny you you swat and he
1: he won't listen to this either because I'm sure he doesn't bother oh of course not no No, he doesn't he doesn't care
0: at all sometimes I worry that the podcast isn't the most important thing in Stephen Finn's life and
1: it's weird that I don't know how that's happened frankly it Um, should be given how bad Sussex are I well, mean, think you know, so. what, what, not... what, what's the point? They're not that bad. Don't you remember? Sorry, I love Sussex. You're, mm. you're doing very well. And and you got that magnificent, rousing win, if you don't mind me saying so, as a result of my call to arms. You won that wonderful county championship game. But, but, it's still a long season, isn't it? It's a long, yeah. long season. It's a long season with a miserable Stephen Finn moping yeah, around the moping place, around, wishing he could just be on TMS or BT Sport. He loves them. Do you know,
0: uh, now the other thing Sky. we need to mention, speaking of being on the Lash all day, I had a few things I need to talk about, actually. I'll get through them as quick as I can. Uh, Norcross, we haven't spoken about the fact that you and I saw each other on Friday.
1: Yeah, that was interesting. Actually, Charles. Well, mm. now, mm. I... Uh, so, it's quite a false pretenses That was quite false pretenses, that, Toad. But, well, well...
0: Would you, well, like, would, you, would need... you like
1: to come to a Barmy Army event? He said, "Yeah, would you like to come to a Barmy Army event?" First day, lovely. You know, that'd be fun.
0: Got yeah, there. Now I need to explain from my point of view. So here's what I got from my point of view: the Barmy Army messaged me saying, "Toby, would you host this event for us on Friday? Uh, Q and A with Ashley Giles after the day's play at Edgebuston, And I said, "Yep, I've met of the other Barmy Army guys. Lovely." I said, "Yeah, I'm happy to." They said, no money in it, but we'll get you and a few mates into Edgebuston on a Saturday. And Ooh. I said, look, I can't make the day Saturday, but I could make the day Friday and then host the event afterwards. They said, bang on, perfect. I said, now, how sensible is this? Because I'm, you've got me four tickets in the Holly stand,
1: <laughs> probably uh, uh, the
0: drunkest stand in cricket, with three of my good mates, and you need me to host an event. They said, mate, get stuck in, do what you want. It's the Barmy Army. You'll be fine. Now, I then said, oh, Norcross, I'm at this Barmy Army event. And I said to the Barmy Army, oh, Norcross might come down as well. They said, oh, great. It'd be lovely to see him. Now, I got to the cricket. I was having a few drinks on the train on the way up. I don't remember leaving Edgebaston. No. Uh, I don't really remember getting to the event afterwards. No. I do remember that you turned up. And I was like, oh, lovely to see you. And you were the lovely Henry Moran mm-hmm. as well. It's all a bit of a blur at this point. Next thing I know, they put three stools up on stage and you're co-hosting with me. Yes. Now, I genuinely don't know what we spoke about. Okay. I can't remember a single thing that we chatted about on stage. <laughs> All I remember is it felt like we were up there for far too long and we'd lost the room. <laughs> okay, so my
1: perspective is this. So so, okay. so so, I arrived to this thing, where which Toby invited me to. Oh, yes, lovely event. Bam, event. Um, the family of the popes, the Stokeses, the Andersons, uh, the Wokeses—I think—a a, a huge variety of people there. What? They were all there. Oh, all there. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, They were on the table next to us. Yeah. Did you oh, not notice? Gosh. Yes. Yes. No. No. I didn't know that. No. I arrived with Henry Moran. I had most of my ears licked by friends of friends of yours. It's quite a me too moment, if I'm brutally honest. Really. You know, Uh, there was one of your friends was a big Henry Moran fan. One of your other friends was a big me fan. The only big me fan. Lovely. Lovely. Then it became clear that while you were all smashed, I would Mm. need to drink a couple of espresso martinis, a couple of glasses of wine, and get talking to Ashley Giles so we'd know what we would do in the Q&A. We then did the Q&A. Which I thought we got away with quite well because you. I a, think so. You are a terrific paralytic host. I I tell you what,
0: when I autopilot, no matter how shit faced I am, you're great.
1: I can say words. You can. Yeah, really. I mean, it was it was ter- it was genuinely surprising. I thought I was going to have to do it all. I, th- I thought I was going to have to do everything. You asked about three really quite reasonable questions what about so damian right. martin i think as i recall i think i threw in something about tendalka you came back with something else it is it, it, it actually we got away with it we got away with it mm. Mm. and ollie pope's mum is lovely by the way
0: oh really yeah well i mean so i i didn't know that all those families were there no. I, and then you I, disappeared. I, I, I Do you think the Q&A I asked my mates the next day How did it go And none of them remembered So I I woke up very terrified That it had gone And then you by. played you, you played the next day I played a game of cricket How The next day
1: How did it go I, I took a forfer. <laughs> really
0: <laughs> Yeah we lost by 90 runs though
1: <laughs> Hey who cares I got
0: back about Two o'clock in the morning um, And uh, got to bed And had about six hours And then I went to cricket But um, oh, Okay fine. good But I'm glad we covered that um, one final thing that we need to discuss is last week, you may remember us talking about our new favorite cricketer, which is Eberdot, to say, yeah, yeah, yeah. from Bangladesh, yeah. who, yeah. despite a tricky start to his batting career at international test level, yeah. he managed to score 21 not out against the West Indies. And we asked everybody listening to be more Ebadot. If you think you can't achieve something that's challenging you in your life right now, well, if Eberdot is saying he can score 21 knots out against, Winston, against West Indies, then you are capable of just about anything.
1: That is a 2,100% improvement on his average.
0: It, I mean, that is. So if you're, if right now you're coasting through life and you think you've peaked, at any point you could do 2,000 times better, just like Eberdot has <laughs> saying did. And don't forget, let us know during the week at Zero Ducks Pod what you've done to be more Eberdot and use the hashtag be more Eberdot. Have you treated yourself to a new kettle? Hashtag be more Eberdot. Whatever the level, let us know. Um, Now, we wondered last week why Eberdot wasn't batting at number 11 despite having a test average of one. Mm. Well, thank you very much to Pete who tweeted us to say that Khaled Ahmed, the guy that was batting at number 11 for Bangladesh. Uh, Do you want to know his current stats in test cricket, Dan Norcross?
1: Can I have a go? Yes, I think he's played 15 innings I think he's scored 5 runs I think his top score is 4 not out I think he's got 1-4 to his name he's scored 5 runs in total so he's got 2 scoring shots I think he's faced 62 balls and I think his average He's 0.45. <laughs> Am I right? You
0: are to the number correct. <laughs> he has got a batting average of 0.45 after nine tests with a strike rate of eight. I mean, I don't know what the
1: opposite of Baz ball is, but uh, but <laughs> I, I well I guess
0: it's I guess it's carled Ahmed ball. Um, he's face that- he's by
1: the way, he's face he has phase sixty balls that he hasn't mm. got out to. No, hang on. Yes. no, no, I tell a lie. How many times has he been out? 11 times. He's faced uh, 49 balls he hasn't gone out to. Yeah, he's faced 49 balls he's not been out to. So he's been out about 11 times in 62 balls. Essentially, if you can get him on strike, you've got him in an over.
0: (laughs) The the other nice thing is that he's only been caught twice in the 11 times he's been out, which means there's a lot of stumps getting splattered in there as well. Um, However, you're probably thinking, well obviously you know with a batting average of 0.45 and a strike rate of eight god he must be a good bowler he's taken 19 wickets at 49 Ooh. so he's got some work to do um <laughs> but you know it's not easy being behind the run machine that is to insane in the batting <laughs> order so there's a lot of pressure that comes with that so whatever you do this week make sure you hashtag be more ebidot daniel lovely to see you i'll let you get to bed but um lovely to see your beautiful face and uh I don't remember seeing you on Friday, but I'm sure it was lovely then as well.
1: Oh, it was absolutely delightful. And just out of shot, my wife is asleep in the back of the room. She, that's, she that's slipped into
0: bed like an angel. I didn't even notice her coming into the room. I'm not
1: sure why well, she is like an angel. She's a, and she's...
0: now you're going to return the favour and quietly get into bed without, you know, making the sound of a
1: mouse. No, absolutely. I'm going to nip outside, have a quick fag and then come back and then, you know, <laughs> brush my teeth for about 20 minutes because of my gum issues, wake her up she'll be annoyed and then go to bed see you next week Sports Social Podcast Network